It's time for the final installment of the 2022 Louisville Football Positional Preview Series. This episode is dedicated to the secondary. Let's get right on into it. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. For those who are who are not aware of who I am, I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Global Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. In the final installment of the um, long 2022 Louisville football positional preview series, we are dedicating this episode to the secondary, where there are a lot of new faces between the cornerbacks and the safeties uh, positions, respectively. We are going to uh, dive into the initial depth chart that was released in the media guide for the cornerbacks first, and then we'll look into the secondary for the safeties. And then the final segment, we will identify and analyze um, the cases, the breakout cases for two possible candidates. Um, so starting out with the cornerbacks, and I think that this has to be made known uh, or made at least, uh, you know, I feel like I should at least explain myself when I say that, um, you know, I mentioned in the last episode when we discussed the linebacker position that the initial depth chart, yes, it should be taken for face value in the fact that that's where the current um, roster is sitting, but I wouldn't put too much into it. I wouldn't treat it as set in stone, as I mentioned on the last episode, just because there's a whole fall camp where guys are going to be competing and stuff like that. So um, you know, things are going to change, but it does paint a solid picture of what things are looking like already. So uh, very, very excited to kind of um, you know be able to dive into the secondary. Uh, beginning with the cornerbacks, we're going to look at the initial depth chart. Um, no surprise really needed here for the the first quarterback position um Kittrell Clark is uh, listed as the starter behind him is Rance Connor or Jarvis Brownlee Jr. Derek Edwards uh the um fourth string behind those the other cornerback position Chandler Jones the senior veteran is listed as the other starter opposite of Kittrell Clark Trey Franklin the redshirt sophomore behind him and then the third string uh, listed now is junior transfer Quincy Riley. Um, overall, there are about I think um, I think there's was it five or six cornerbacks? I think it's six. S yeah, six cornerbacks that are uh, on scholarship for this team. Um, very, very uh, just overall, um, you know, I excited to kind of see. Uh, how this actually seven cornerbacks. I do apologize. I'm I'm excited to see how this uh, positional battle kind of comes about because number one, and this is the the the, the main thing is Kittrell Clark's health is um, you know the main factor. Uh, when Ben Souders came on to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, he mentioned that Kittrell Clark's um, you know rehab was going great. Um, he looked solid on the field in his workouts. Got hurt in that um, game against NC State last year down in Raleigh, the middle of the season. A torn ACL, I do believe, uh, missed the remainder of the season, obviously. 
and has been rehabbing to get back. Um, did, I don't think he participated in spring practice, but uh, obviously seems like he's going to be a full go uh, at the beginning of the season. If not at the beginning, then very, very, um, you know, shortly into the season. Um, th- this is pretty much, uh, you know, set in stone, kind of like the, um, you know, linebacker positions that we discussed yesterday that the starters make sense, right? Uh, Control Clark, Chandler Jones, uh, both list of starters for seemingly the past three seasons and counting um, for this Louisville program. And it's great to have that veteran consistency, especially with how much roster turnover uh, came at the end of last season or really before the end of last season with some transfers and things of that nature. So Scott Satterfield and Brian Brown and the rest of the coaching staff came into the offseason, identified the secondary as one of the you know spots that the team needed the most attention to in the transfer portal, well, what happened? They went out and they really addressed it in um, you know you know in the portal. Um, now, obviously, you know Jalen Alexander, the Duke transfer, will not be a Louisville Cardinal. It doesn't seem like Jay Williams uh, from USC will be a Cardinal either. So um, those are two guys that could have fit into the rotation. Uh, likely, probably would have fit into the rotation as safeties, um, with Williams maybe being more of a cornerback. But ultimately. Um, Kittrell Clark being the starter here, I do think that in all reality, I think he could end up as a day two NFL draft prospect uh, next April. Uh, I am very, very high on Kittrell Clark. Obviously, uh, last season was a guy that most quarterbacks just did not throw the ball his way because he's very, very, um, you know, very athletic for his size. Not the biggest guy out there. Um, I'm trying to pull up his exact height. Um, Clark is listed as 5'10", but plays a lot bigger. 30 uh, tackles last season, uh, three interceptions. That's, um, I think, top 40 in the country. Had nine pass deflections, which was top 50. Honestly, I think those numbers probably um, maybe rise a little bit if other quarterbacks just simply threw the ball his way. But usually with the top cornerbacks, not a lot of quarterbacks um, like to test those guys uh, throughout the air. So Control Clark, a true number one cornerback in the ACC, and in my opinion, honestly, uh, one of the top five best in the conference. Uh, Chandler Jones on the other side of him. Um, you know, Chandler Jones last year, it was an interesting situation because Brian Brown and company kind of played him at safety at times. And Jones is a player that knows this defense, a veteran led, a vocal leader on the defense. Um, you know, the coaching staff loves him, loves having him back there because he's like a quarterback of the defense. I think having that veteran leadership is very, very valuable to have. And I am so glad that the Cardinals are able to, um, you know, have him back into the mix 40 tackles last season. Um, did not have an interception, I believe. I could be wrong. Um, no, he did not, but he had seven pass deflections. So um, obviously the starters are there, but I, I think the most interesting thing is the fact that you know, last year you had to have – um, you know, true freshmen come in right away and play big roles, you know, or even like a retro freshman. Greedy Vance was a guy that played some big time snaps last season. Kenai Walker, both of those guys transferred to Florida State and um, Oklahoma, respectively. Um, and then you had some other guys that entered the portal as well. Um, so Scott Satterfield and company had to go out and he had to address the depth. Well, he went out and did just that. And I'm very, very excited for the overall additions to the program. Um, We'll talk first about the returning guys. Trey Franklin listed as a backup to Chandler Jones. I think Chandler Jones um, obviously uh, is going to be that starter um, going into uh, game number one, but 
Trey Franklin was probably the biggest surprise on the defense for me last year outside of Ashton Gelati. Um, you know, when Chandler Jones was being played more as a safety, Cottrell Clark went down with injury. It was Trey Franklin, the former JUCO transfer, that came into the secondary and really, you know, made some big-time plays, had some uh, pass deflections, had, I think, a forced fumble and interception here and there in a couple of key ACC games and really helped the Cardinals um, throughout the mix. I think he made some big-time plays in that win against Boston College back in October, but I could be mistaken. Um, but having Trey Franklin there is, is huge. Um, Rance Connor is a guy that has been getting a, a lot of praise for his work in the offseason. The guy who was um, in the Flyville 21 class. I'm interested to see kind of what his role looks like with him being the backup to Cottrell Clark. Uh, Derek Edwards III also from the Flyville 21 class. Kind of a cornerback safety hybrid, but listed as a cornerback. Now, I like you know his size with that you know, 6'1", 6'2", size that Derek Edwards has. Um, just overall very excited to see what he's able to do. Um, the two additions via the transfer portal, Jarvis Brownlee Jr. from Florida State and um, um, Quincy Riley from Middle Tennessee State. I, I'm I'm interested to see where they fit into the mix. Uh, Jarvis Brownlee Jr. I think is a nice um, addition for depth purposes. I think that, uh, you know, had some instances to where – uh, didn't necessarily have some great moments at Florida State, uh, especially I think it was the, in the game against uh, Jacksonville State where um, I think it was a bowling coverage or something like that. But, you know, he was pretty solid throughout. Uh, so I think that Jarvis Brownlee Jr. at the very least is going to be a solid depth piece. And I think Quincy Riley could be the next Kittrell Clark for the Louisville Cardinals. Um, I'm going to talk more about that in, in the third segment, a little bit of foreshadowing. Um, but uh, needless to say, I think Quincy Riley checks off all the boxes of what you're looking for in a, in a number one cornerback. A little bit taller than Cottrell Clark, six foot. I had 24 tackles last year, uh, a ball hawk in every term, in every sense of the term, was top five in the country in interceptions, had five of them, had nine pass deflections, but overall able to play sideline to sideline, contend with bigger receivers, um, able to high point the football really well and, and just be able to get there verticality-wise. And uh, athletically speaking, I think that he's able to contend with um, even smaller, quicker receivers, but uh, doesn't really have a glaring weakness. I think that you know getting uh, into the weight room with Ben Souders and being able to transfer form his body just a little bit more um i think that the sky is the limit for quincy riley but we will talk about him here a little bit in the third segment but hey the name of the game is more veteran leadership for the secondary but the cupboard has been replenished in terms of depth um ex you know in terms of the transfer portal but um obviously uh, it's going to be on some guys to step up into the mix some um you know some uh familiar faces some unfamiliar faces but ultimately um a lot of guys in that room contending for a small amount of spots. So uh, speaking of a lot of competition, the safety competition is one of those that I'm really, really looking forward to in fall camp. We're going to talk about that uh, here in just a second after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. It continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports. Excuse me. Sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered across the board. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the ha action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. 
Which NFL stars move the betting lines the most? Starting this past week, Locked On is has been giving you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers over at Bet Online. Available this past week on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So moving right on along into the final position breakdown, um, that is the safeties position. Um, some familiar faces, but also some new faces, kind of like the the cornerback uh, position. Um, you know, coming into the off season, Scott Satterfield and company realized that they had to address the cornerbacks position, but also realized safety needed some work as well. They got a couple of transfers into the mix. Let's look at the depth chart. Uh, the big news coming out of the safety position is that Kendrick Duncan Jr., the former Georgia Southern transfer, has announced he's coming back for another for his final season of college football. Um, that came as a big surprise. He is the starter at free safety. The strong safety starter is listed as Josh Minkins Jr., the Louisville native. Um, behind him is Temple transfer MJ Griffin, and behind Griffin is uh, two true freshmen, D'Angelo Hutchinson and Jeremiah Caldwell. Behind Duncan, Nicario Harper, um, the FCS uh, standout, and behind him is former JUCO prospect Shaverick Williams, uh, sophomore. So uh, overall, I um, think that there are a couple more guys that could end up Getting into the mix over at safety, you were looking at uh, players like uh, Antonio Watts is, is another true freshman that kind of fits into that mix. So um, overall, I, I'm really excited just to kind of see how the competition goes because Kendrick Duncan Jr., getting him back is literally, you know, getting a possible, you know, all ACC type caliber guy. Third on the team in tackles, 76 overall, had uh, one sack last year, four pass deflections, one interception. Um, and, and it's big, especially because replacing one safety is, is huge, but having to replace two of them is, is really a tall task and they're having to replace Quinterio Cole. But I think that they're doing that, um, with two players, Josh Minkins and MJ Griffin. Um, uh, Josh Minkins, a guy that a lot of coaches raved about in the off season last year, battled some injuries though, and it kind of hindered his season last year, but he was able to see the field more and more um, as the season went on, as he got healthy and was able to make some big time plays, made a big play in that game against Clemson uh, down in the red zone. I think it was the third or fourth quarter, if I'm remembering correctly, but um, I, I'm extremely excited to see what uh, Minkins is able to do. And also MJ Griffin. Griffin's a guy that um, is Kind of like Quinterio Cole and the fact that he's a hard-hitting sideline-to-sideline type safety. Um, you know, kind of like a James Sample is kind of who he reminds me of. I think that he is going to be uh, uh, due for a possible breakout year. Had 66 tackles last year, uh, I think was like he either led Temple or was second on the team for the for the Owls in tackles. Um, had a sack last season, um, 22 tackles. Back in 2020, um, he's listed as a sophomore, but he's been in college for three years. So um, only, I think, had one tackle in 2019 and then the COVID year, granting the granting the extra year of eligibility. So um, NJ Griffin, Josh Minkins, I think that um, 
I'm not sure if either one of them are going to replace Quinterio Cole outright. I think we're going to see those guys both play a good amount of snaps, and that's a that's a, a big thing to have, in my opinion, is is having both of those guys really you know compete. And I think that might be one of the biggest uh, competitions heading into fall camp that I'm looking forward to. Is you have Josh Minkins and you also have MJ Griffin, two bigger defensive backs. Uh, Griffin at six one, Minkins Minkins I think is is more like a 6-1 or I'm sorry 6-2 or, or something around those lines um, but also you know both guys are very very talented um, uh, behind them D'Angelo Hutchison uh, Jeremiah Caldwell Caldwell a four-star recruit according to rivals he's a guy that was kind of a, a late addition to the Flyville 22 class I think I could have seen him play either cornerback or safety, but I think you know his ability to kind of uh, read the quarterback's eyes and um, you know be very very solid in terms of tackling really kind of fit maybe the safety mold a little better. Um, Hutchinson, on the other hand, is another guy that I think the film kind of speaks a little bit more towards you know him being a little bit more underrated in the class. Um, but I think you know the. It'll just depend. Obviously, it's hard to predict who's going to redshirt just considering the fact that it's still so early. Injuries do happen, so you can't really make that um, make that um, you know assessment yet. But if we see Chandler Jones start to play a little bit of, of safety again, maybe you 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 see one of those guys possibly redshirting. Uh, Antonio Watts is another possible redshirt candidate. You know, three true freshmen that I'm not saying that they're not talented or anything of that nature. I'm just saying that the opportunity right now might be a little scarce, especially when you're competing for two spots. And one of those spots is going to a guy who um, is going to be the one of the leaders in the defense and Kendra Duncan Jr. Like I mentioned, Kendra Duncan Jr. coming back, it, you know, it basically – you know, opens up a, a realm of possibilities for this defense because I'm I'm so excited to to see what he can bring to the table. He's a ceiling raiser for this Louisville defense. Um, I, I truly do believe that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, w when you um, you know, when you kind of mention what what this defense needs is it needs veteran leadership it needs continuity and things of that nature and just overall very very excited to to see what he's able to do this season with another year uh inside of uh, Brian Brown's defense I'm interested to see what uh Wesley McGriff's role is in, in coaching up this secondary another guy that uh transferred in that I think is going to be playing a solid role is Nakario Harper uh the transfer from the FCS ranks um this is an this is a situation to where I I think that um we're going to be um kind of seeing this in a light of you know kind of like a Tyler Hudson you know an FCS guy that that comes over but you know you kind of get caught up in the FCS uh, label and um don't really see how talented of a guy he is until he's on the field you're like wow. This guy was in the FCS. I think Nicario Harper is going to be a guy that's going to be really, really solid in the two deep and just overall giving very, very solid depth. One of the issues with the Cardinals secondary throughout the past couple of seasons since Scott Satterfield took over has been the depth in the back end of the defense, especially at the safety position. And um, I'm glad that uh, the Cardinals were able to add to, um, you know, the, the safety depth, but not only add to it, but also, you know, at a, at a veteran guy who's played you know multiple um, you know snaps of uh, you know uh, college football, so safety position's an interesting one. Um, you know Kendrick Duncan Jr. His starting spot is seemingly safe. 
Um, but there's a lot, there's going to be some big time competition at the strong safety spot. So we're going to have to take, um, you know, look at that after fall camp, uh, kind of switching gears, talking about the two breakout candidates. Well, MJ Griffin and Quincy Riley are my two picks for the breakout candidates. I'm going to explain to you why here in the final segment of the show. Obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're not going to hear the, uh, implemented advertisements that, um, I have uh, put in or I have implemented into the episode. But if you are uh, listening to this, obviously you're going to check those out. So um, stay tuned. Hey, Cardinal fans, once again, I, I do want to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. The two breakout candidates for the um, Louisville secondary, in my opinion, are MJ Griffin and Quincy Riley, two transfers into the program. Um, obviously, neither listed as starters, so you have to take things into context. Maybe the opportunities will be there um, you know, later on in the season. I think that these are going to be guys that play uh, immediately right away, maybe not starting snaps, but um, some high-quality um, you know, uh, rotation snaps. Uh, I think they're going to have – solid fall camps to where at the very least they're going to be uh, the backups to a certain position. MJ Griffin at the safety position, hard hitting safety. Like I said, really reminiscent of James sample, uh, a solid replacement for, for Quinterio Cole. I was a little, uh, not necessarily shocked, but kind of intrigued to see Josh Minkins listed as the starter at strong safety. I'm interested to see how much MJ Griffin is going to contend for that starting spot. I'm assuming it's going to be a lot. Um, so our, Iron sharpens iron, regardless of who the starter is. I think that both Griffin and Minkins are going to um, both have um, a, a lot of snaps between the two of them. Griffin, um, just kind of a sideline to sideline uh, safety that's going to be involved in the run game. Um, solid in the passing game as well. I think that uh, it kind of gets overlooked because he's such a good run defender, just gets involved in the plays that he's a, a solid pass defender as well and, and does a great job of reading the opposing quarterback and um, you know being able to cover slot receivers and tight ends kind of coming over the middle uh, a little bit bigger at, for a defensive back, you know, 6'1", over 200 pounds. So um, I could definitely see him placed on opposing tight ends when the uh, card position or the dog position is not guarding the tight end of the slot receiver. So uh, MJ Griffin is one of my selections for a breakout candidate. I think he's going to have a solid season. Uh, Quincy Riley uh, honestly might be my biggest breakout candidate for the defense as a whole. Listed as a third string, but do not let that fool you Cardinal fans because Quincy Riley is possibly going to be the next Keytrail Clark. Keytrail Clark came from a uh, non-Power 5 school over at Liberty and definitely showed out for the Flames. Quincy Riley kind of in the same situation where he's transferring out of a non-Power 5 program. Showed out for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders last season. 24 tackles. Had five interceptions. Five interceptions is tied for fourth in the country um, and had nine pass deflections. I think, like I said, has all the qualities that you're looking for in a true number one cornerback. Might not necessarily be the tallest guy, but has a lot of verticality, can high point the football, does a great job of contending with smaller, quicker receivers, but also can go stride for stride with the big receivers and, and you know, uh, contend in 50-50 jump balls. So um, does a great job of reading opposing quarterbacks. I like the footwork there. I like the explosiveness and the pursuit. And uh, really, 
is just a solid player overall. I think he's one of those guys, kind of like Control Clark. There's not one thing that stands out about his game, but he's just an overall solid and fundamentally sound player. Um, I know that he's listed as a third string, but I'm I'm telling you, if there's one player that I'm telling you to uh, pay attention to right now, it is Quincy Riley. Uh, in my opinion, one of the more underrated uh, transfers in the country, regardless of of where they ended up. So. Um, MJ Griffin, Quincy Riley, the two um, guys that I have as the possible breakout candidates. Uh, But the whole secondary is based, it's got a lot of veteran leadership, some familiar, some unfamiliar, uh, guys that have played a lot of snaps at the collegiate football level, Um, some younger guys that are looking to prove their prove their um you know that they belong and that they can you know turn in a lot of production so I'm excited to kind of see you know some of the younger guys that have redshirted in the past we'll see if the true freshmen are able to come in any and, and have uh, an impact but obviously a lot of competition at both of the secondary positions that we're going to have to keep an eye out on as fall camp kind of comes about so um uh basically that wraps up the long installment of Position Preview Series. You can check them all out on YouTube or wherever streaming service that you use. Be sure to check out the Locked On ACC podcast hosted by Candace Cooper to get all of your ACC news uh, ahead of the football season. We're a little over a month away. Just a reminder, the official we are back in season for the podcast starting in August. Um, so if you have any suggestions of content of guests, be sure to reach out. I'm really, really excited to get uh, another season of, um, you know, the Locked On Louisville podcast. We're quickly approaching the one-year anniversary launch of the show. I appreciate everyone that's uh, listening, subscribing, rating, sharing the podcast on whatever streaming or social media platform service that you're using. But that's going to wrap up this special Sunday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. We will see you right back here very, very soon.